Hooray. God, you guys are only like 25 minutes late. Jesus Christ. Listen, oh, I had to pick up my kids. <laughs> I just had to go Wait drop a off minute. kids. So there you go. Ew. At the pool. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, Ew. That's how it works. You know what? We're Let's cancel this call. <laughs> yeah. The vibe is already in shambles and we haven't even started. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are talking about the first half of Starship Troopers, which will cover everything from Chapter 1 to Chapter 9, but won't include Chapter 10. So stop there. This is your standard warning to finish up all the reading you wanted to do to avoid spoilers, and then let's get back to my conversation with the Chris's already in progress. Again, like going back to that thing about like your dad, Mm-hmm. That long ago, I mean, we're not talking about you know the dark ages at this point. No, <laughs> uh, but but you know, a, a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, right? Your dad right. wasn't necessarily somebody that you were close to, right? Yeah, I guess is what I'm, and and especially for a daughter, yeah, uh, right? Like like you're not necessarily gonna know a lot about your dad, mm-hmm. right? Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even Levi and told me the other like day, he's like, kids. telling me a time that he rem- he finally figured out what my name was. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't remember what he said the event was, but it was something like when he was like seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> That's seven. about when I remember. It seems whatever it was, was like way too name. old for him to be no. like, oh, you have an I, actual name? My, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that like I knew my parents' dead. names earlier. Mm-hmm. Just because I had to, right? Yeah, like that I feels think like all of us. I think all of us, like at at some point, uh, probably earlier than your kids, right? Like, yeah. had to be somewhere, go somewhere, <laughs> do something alone, right? right. Yeah, it's like, them. uh, remember your parents' names so that if you get picked <laughs> up by the police or something, you can find your way home. Yeah, right. That's like, what I was thinking. Or if I got lost at the like, mall. I right. I knew my I knew my address in mm-hmm. kindergarten. Right. Yeah, I did too. Because yeah. it, like that's you one had of to. the first things that they make you do in kindergarten, isn't right. it? Like write your so. name and learn I, your address. Yeah. Learn yeah, I couldn't always remember our phone number, but I did our address first and then our phone number. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember having by a certain age, probably by around six or seven, having to know my mom's name. So in case I got lost in like the store or at the mall or yeah. something, then yeah. they could page oh, her. And I definitely did. <laughs> my, I, I definitely I, did I get picked up by police at like Festival of Little Hills more than once. No, I didn't get picked oh, up there. So. Yeah. I, I never, I never had to do that. Uh-huh. Um, like one of the one of the things that my mom told me growing up is like, yeah, your dad's really tall. Just look for your dad. Yeah, <laughs> like like he stands out. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you'll notice. Any, him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like 
Man, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh well, uh, conversation over. Sorry, guys. End. All right, yeah, stop. Okay. The end. We yep. did our, did our probably duty. segue anyways. Do our great, duty. great, great transition into the beginning of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> after 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 almost twenty five minutes of yep. uh, <laughs> fucking of bullshit, us, like eighty yep. rambling about. Uh, <laughs> Coins and listen. That's what people come for: is the ADD knowing names. Is, yeah, is that what is that what the show is really? I all think about? it is. I'm looking at our metrics right now, and it says ADD rambling is like the top search. <laughs> I mean, should we should we start like hashtagging things? Is this oh, something oh God, that kids no. do? No, well, except for the one. Yeah, yeah. About to put out tweets later today about hashtag Save Kindred or whatever. We got to get that going. But mm. is is there a hashtag? There hashtag? isn't. No, probably. No. <laughs> you can start one. Just make hashtag, hashtag do a hashtag, and then ha- write out hashtag. Yeah, hashtag pound sign. Hashtag mm-hmm. pound sign. There we go. <laughs> hashtag. All the kids fork. today don't know that was the pound sign. Uh, Octothorpe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was something else before it became the pound sign. <laughs> Speaking of ADD rambling. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I was gonna say like, let's how get down nice this rabbit hole. If you could just claim your citizenship by just like voluntarily signing up for the military for a couple of years, oh. you can. Then you could be a citizen you of can. Luxembourg. You can do that. Well, then why aren't you, you doing that? Like, it feels so much do, easier. Do I look like the military to you? Well, you could just yeah. get a do nothing job, like but, counting but caterpillar. You can hairs. get citizenship by volunteering for the Luxembourg military. You can do that for America too. But so. you're, uh, but you're, um, uh, what you call it? Um, you know, uh, a legacy, right? Yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Surely you know somebody in your network that used to be in, like, the military infantry or whatever, and they'll let you write in. <laughs> or as a pilot. I mean, yeah. I do know some people who were in, in the Afghanistan and Iraq, so. Yeah. Is there I mean, still a French foreign legion? Sure. Uh, I can I don't do that? Know. <laughs> I mean, women make better pilots, but you could probably still get in. I like yeah, that because they're you quicker reaction that women make better pilots because they're so hot. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, this chick is so hot, I forget that she has value outside of that. <laughs> so we can't be on, uh, have to be in segregated parts of ships, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Because they're too anyway. hot. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, what did you guys think of this first section? I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it a lot, too. It kind of... It was like a lot of world building and kind of setting the stuff up, but it just kind of felt like a guy being like, yeah, fucking boot camp sucks. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like... like Telling you uh, stories about boot camp. Yeah. Like, it, it is... It is... Reading this again, like, it is kind of... Uh, it. It really struck me just how fucking military this all sounds. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it just sounds like a fucking soldier talking. Right. Right. Is what it, like, and that, like, I don't think I had the context for that the first time I read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that I, uh, I, I don't think that I had that sort of experience of, like, being around people that had been in the military so mm-hmm. much. Right. But, like, after having known more people that, that were military and hearing, like, the way that they speak and, like, hearing sort of the way that they... And it it's kind of insane that that culture was already in place, like, you know, 
yeah. 60, 70 years ago, whatever, like military culture has not changed that much. Yeah. 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 If you I take out the freaking similar. like Halo spacesuit, like it's basically, yeah. you could hear it at the VFW now. Like, exactly. Yeah. And especially, it's probably a while when you go back for all the military academies, they at least probably sounded very similar yeah. for a long time. And then that spread as we developed the more professional army yeah. and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you there. It was, considering I know some military people too, like, it's very like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, that sounds about right from what they've told me of their experiences and how they, kind of how they talk and are, so. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It felt like, uh, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Um, it just felt like he kept coming back to a central point of being like, yeah, we got to be really harsh because, uh, fucking war is harsh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And since anyone can, which I thought was interesting, everyone has a right to join the military. Yeah. That concept too of like, we have to be able to do that to weed out the people who are going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that my life is not dependent on them. Right. And if they stick around, then we know who to give, like, the shitty jobs or the desk jobs. So, so here's, so they're not here's in something the front, that. On the, on the front, like, potentially fucking yeah. it out. Right. Here's something that, that I was curious about, but not curious enough to actually go look up. <laughs> uh, but, but I was curious about what was, what was the shape of the military in, like, the 1950s, hmm. the U.S. military, yeah. because um, because um, this is a very modern way. Our like volunteer yeah. army that we mm-hmm. have now it operates essentially this way, right? Where it's like any anybody can like yeah like show up and like volunteer for military service. They're not necessarily going to take you for infantry or something, right? Right, because you know, you might be like flat footed or have bad hearing or something, but like, I'm pretty sure they can find something for you to do. Yeah. Right. If they need you. Yeah. So yeah. depending like, on the part of the fifties, like at the beginning the of the fifties, that became all volunteer. Yeah. So it was still drafting people to fill needs. Like you could join up on your own volition or be forced to by like a court order or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, clearly you could still go to the military academies. That's always been the case. Yeah. Um, but like, especially in the early fifties, like they were still pretty much on the same footing from World War II because it took so long to draw down from that. Yeah. And then we had occupation forces for a while Mm -hmm. that by the time we were ending that, like in Japan and stuff, like drawing down from there, then it was time for the Korean war. Right. So it all ramped up again to then draft a whole bunch of new young people and get them trained and shipped over. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's how we did it through Vietnam, but because of that clusterfuck. Uh-huh. Right. You'll have to beep that, sorry. Um, maybe not. No, you won't. Know. It's not radio. Uh, <laughs> you just say that and the backlash from all that, that's when we ended, really actually ended the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it went to all professional, all volunteer right. military. And I mean, technically, we do still have the draft. We all had to sign up for it so we could yep. get college loans. Yep, yep, yep. But right. as we learned, like, when a rack hit and all that shit, like, yeah, they need to get more people, but they never had to call on yep. any yeah. draftees. So, like, the chances of it happening are very slim. Yeah. yeah. But that's also created the weird thing in our culture. Like, I think that's what made us, has made us a little more pro-war. Because since basically nobody goes in the military except for, like, a small percentage of people, mm-hmm. like, none of us touch it, so to speak. Yeah. Like, you don't, it's not like... 
like even when we were kids, like I remember like all these guys were Vietnam vets. And mm-hmm. if they weren't directly like their brother or their cousin were, yeah, uh-huh. you know, things like that. Like we don't have that anymore. Like, exactly. So if your family doesn't like sign up or volunteer like mine did, you know, like you don't know anybody who was in it, but like I was never, I wasn't in it. I didn't grow up in on <laughs> yeah. base. Like my mom yeah. thought about doing that, but then she didn't. So right? yeah, like, so... my older half siblings did, but, and my older brother went, he just finished last year or the year before his 20 plus years in the army. So yeah. this is this is kind of exactly the point that I want to make about this book, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that is that we're talking about nineteen fifty whatever, sixty when was it published? Mm-hmm. I was it like fifty eight or fifty nine. Hold on. Travis yeah, has it. I appreciate it. Right before Vietnam was ramping up again, but most of that's those institutions uh, in the military. First published in nineteen sixty. Nineteen sixty. Okay, so 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 it, Basically, that was that was the state of things back then. But like, mm-hmm. you look at this book and you look at the state of things now, mm-hmm. and yeah. you look at like, okay, well, basically, basically, what he has said about infantry in this book, the way that it's organized, the way that it's worked, the way that they're trained, all of that, yeah, in terms of like a a volunteer force, like. This is the way that we do things now, right? Like, yeah, like we we take volunteers and we whittle them down and weed them out until we have like strong people, basically, yeah, right. people who are soldiers, right? Um, like, and and they are equipped in like a very similar way where they have like all of this kit, they have yeah. technology, mm-hmm. they have. Might as like, well have fucking laser swords. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Like they, they might as well like you know they have the they have the rockets and the snipers and they have like the anti tank shit and they have yeah. like the ability to call down shit from heaven. You know, yeah, they uh-huh. have like like insane capabilities. Like a single soldier has insane capability, right? Mm-hmm. And like all of this was kind of predicted in 1960. That's yeah. kind of where I'm going with this, right, like uh-huh. the fact that that in 1960 he predicted the single soldier as being this sort of mm-hmm. force, right? That is like dropped into an area and taken back out. Like again, yeah, like, like like yeah. Part of it, part of it is definitely coming from like paratroopers, and part of it's coming from like you know the uh, uh, whatever. Whatever else was happening, sort of like, uh, like, like, uh, in, in terms of like Korea, but I, 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 we hadn't had, uh, what the helicopter stuff in Vietnam and everything, right? Right. right. Yeah, not yet. Not right. yet. But, but dropping in, dropping in from orbit and like doing that and then getting picked back up, I guess. Right. And, well, I suppose that leads us to the first chapter of the book. <laughs> Are you trying ADD? to do a fucking segue again? Like, what the hell? Apparently, yeah. you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. I'm so I don't proud know, it's of just, you. It's a really good book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've been enjoying it, and like, I'm, and I've had that question in the back of my mind that like we talked about. Like, people say, "Oh, he was Heinlein was a fascist and supported fascism." Like, yeah. no, not. I don't get that from this. I'm, I not, get, I'm not getting that at all. I get no. very much. He supports kind of. An ordered life that's devoted yeah. to duty. 
yeah. so very much makes sense for a military guy. And I'm like, that's not necessarily a bad way to it's, it's, to order your life. Like, well, yeah, and well, and, and I for would, those I who would, want it that I way, would point out that like like a lot of the a lot of the shit that comes out of people's mouths in this, like mm-hmm. it is a character saying, right? Yeah, like and and. One of the things that you have to consider is that, like, the narrator of this book is a fucking 18-year-old kid. Right. Yeah. And very highly... I mean, at the the time he's talking about it, right? Yeah. He's 18. He's he's writing it as though it's, like, a memoir from later on. Yeah, which it is, is, I'm sure. But whenever whenever he's, whenever he's, like, speaking in dialogue or talking about himself thinking, like, you can see his age. Right. Right. Like, like he's he's even even signing up for the military, man. Yeah, like even his thought process and all he's of that. Like, very easily he's influenced. Basically, oh, he's pretty easily... girl came along. I don't want to say no in front of her. <laughs> exactly. Right. My like, friend was so... going to do it, so I guess what the hell. Or... And then yeah. his dad talked him out of it, so I guess I'm not going to. No, oh, but, but pretty girl, I like friend. Pretty girl, I know shows up. So okay, I'm going to sign up. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. That, that's definitely and like. Going from being like thinking. totally bummed out to be in the infantry to some one guy being like, "Oh, that's what I was." He's like, "Oh, they're the fucking best. I love the infantry." Yeah, yep. exactly. We're like, the heart and soul of the army. Like, yep. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's 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 like yeah. So Heimlein, I don't I don't think you could really say that he yeah. doesn't have a nuanced approach to this because he is right. showing that like, oh, this this kid's being manipulated. Right. Yeah. Like he right. is being pushed and pulled in like lots of different directions in his life at this point. Right. Right. And so it's like, like, like it is very plain. Like I, I think if you read this as a kid, you might not notice it. Yeah. I agree. Right. Yeah. Um, because, because it is still so much your way of thinking. Right. Um, yeah. But like, I, yeah, I don't think you can say that Heinlein was like absolutely just, a fascist or something no. just because yeah. of these little nuances that like Mm-mm. oh well well the character that's saying all of this shit of course he would say it because he's <laughs> ex fucking infantry right right yeah like he's he's literally working a a worthless government job mm-hmm. that they gave to a retired military guy mm-hmm. and and i would say that that Heinlein's whole approach to this even like, I, you know, I I don't have a lot of specific examples, but it really does seem like again the world that he predicted is the one that we live in now, where mm-hmm. most people don't have any connection to the military, right? Yeah, and they most, don't have any real sense of value for their rights and duties as a citizen. Yeah, yeah, like, and we but, just have it, but hence the critiques in there of at that point, late twentieth century society, like it's the same thing, like. Nobody values it because you just have it. Right. Yeah, but like you don't think about it, and they just go on and live their life and do something else. Yeah, and you know? and I I even I even wonder if Heinlein is being critical of those people at all, honestly. or just documenting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, just like this is their point of view, and uh-huh. this is another point of view, and these right. are all of like these are all of the things that we have. Like I yeah. I would go as far as to say that like. I, I don't think he's necessarily being critical of those of no, those characters. Like it sounds very I, much to me like they chose to just live a nice normal life and that's okay. Like you know, perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like the the 
Yeah, it really does seem to me that he just had a very good prediction of what what things were going to be like once we right. moved to this sort of volunteer army, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. how how yeah, most most people don't have any relationship to it, don't really care about it, don't really right. uh, engage necessarily with the government. Mm-hmm. It really seems like uh in this future Government, citizenship, civics, all of that is just a hobby right. for specific people right. or mm-hmm. a career for specific people. Like, it's not, uh, it's gotten to a point where there's sort of a complete separation between like government and private life. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, most people on the planet don't really care because, <laughs> uh, uh, the entire planet is at peace at this point, right? right. Like right. We've, we've solved there's, the world works. war yeah. problem. Uh, all of all of our threats are outside of us now. And right. If, and and as we continue reading the book, uh, we should really assess, I think, um, <laughs> whether these things are actually threats to us. Uh-huh. Um, I think this is something that is going to be important to keep in mind. Uh, as as we continue to judge whether uh, Heinlein is a fascist or not, <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it, does it does it seem like any particular character is saying something about the nature of the uh, the quote unquote threat that they are facing as as yeah. uh, space infantry? Yeah. Right. Well, like speaking of threats, I was surprised to not see like a single well one mention of bugs. Yeah, yeah. It's like, very what the hell? Little, I came for bugs. On. Yeah. Well, no bugs to the main gist at this point. (laughs) I was also intrigued by the fact there's actually two aliens that we're at war with, two alien species working together, but separate. Yeah. You know, the bugs and the skinnies. Because that's not in the movie, folks, for those of you who watched the the movie. Yeah, the skinnies. The skinnies. I, yeah. Some I tall, lanky humanoids. I actually. But they go fucking, like, terrorize their uh, planet to make a point, too, in their. In the first yeah. chapter, I I had, I had just assumed that uh, um, that was a completely separate war. Yeah, I don't know. Well, like yeah. he, yeah. he really yeah. only talks about be. it in that first section when we're going along on that first drop. Yeah, and he's like tactically blowing up things to like not necessarily kill people, but you know, no, it's shock and awe. Not yeah, shock and people. awe. But, shock and awe, like yeah. But yeah, he kind of yeah, name checks like these people were strategically terrorizing and also there's bugs out there so yeah but it's to show we have power not to necessarily but, uh, use it yeah. yeah i don't know if we're fighting like a two-front war here or just we yeah, know, know about them because we've only heard the bugs about them so far from their attack right so that's it that's yeah I, right now the only the only thing yeah the only thing i remember about about bugs is him saying something about like at least we're not fighting bugs yeah yeah because <laughs> like... bugs is the worst yeah. I forget, did we come down like anti bug on this podcast? Like I think we did. Like <laughs> fuck bugs. Yeah, they're creepy. Neil Patrick Harris is gonna be right. Uh, yeah. Would I like to know more? <laughs> yes, please. They didn't do that either, although I guess well, that's, that might be coming That's up. I think that's Paul yeah. Verhoeven. That's, that's his just, influence. That's just him. Yeah. But, to uh, help remind you that this is in fact actually propaganda film, not not just <laughs> yeah. a movie. To kind of nail it home, right. but yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 
feel like there was one other thing that you brought up that I wanted to talk a little bit more about, but I guess we'll f- figure it out when we get to it in the notes. But mm-hmm. uh, so speaking of that uh, that fucking drop, yeah, let's opening the, the opening the thing like that was kind of neat. It yeah, was. <laughs> I thought so. The quick tech demo of all the shit they've got, like mm-hmm. uh, bouncing around and like just blowing shit up with like mini nukes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that part of Metroid, you know, at the very <laughs> beginning before you get to before the you lose all your stuff before you get to the boss and they knock all of your weapons off. Yeah, yeah, yep. And that's kind of what I thought of also for this like powered suit, like Master Chief or Samus, like yeah, yeah, probably not exactly so. right, but I'm not very and, creative. But so this this would have this would have been like one I of did. the first instances of something yeah. like this, though. Yeah, like right. They've all like, been influenced uh, by this. Yep. Yeah, all all of that shit comes comes from here or someplace like it, yeah. right? Just and I don't know Samus personally, but I bet she'd agree. Fuck bugs, like oh, oh and I mean, from my experience with Samus, I would say yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. That one saved her that one time, but mostly fuck bugs. Yeah, mostly. I mean, they're just creepy. <laughs> they're, Even they look ones, different. Or... Yeah, too different. Yeah. Too they different. always take too many missiles to kill, like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and run so those exoskeletons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if we're going to get into some specific notes here, yeah. I did like that the uh, dedication was, like, to Sarge and all sergeants who've labored yep. to make men out of boys. Like, that does That's feel like my... something he's generally like, yeah, boot camp sucks, but it'll turn you into something. That's mm-hmm. what my brother did for a while for his, yeah. during his army career. He was in... When I first visited him, he was doing a yeah. direct boot camp. He was a Sarge. Yeah. He still and was. He was a first sergeant when he retired, so. Yeah. He was as high as you could get in the Army without some further, more specialization NCO work. Yeah. yeah. So. He yeah, did and turn like... those recruits into, into fighting men. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and you might have, like, a family history of military, but I did military science at Truman, so I'm basically oh, the nice. most senior yeah, military member here. That's exactly so. Yeah, I thought about doing some of those classes. It's basically exactly the same as going through boot camp. Like, I had PT, like, <laughs> twice a week. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. For 40 minutes. Well, I mean, if you signed up, because... Do you remember... Did you meet uh, Andy Guthrie? Yes. He's one of Marissa's friends. He, I did. did. He did that, too, but he did go to actual boot camp for a summer. Yeah. So, it was if basically you had actually like done it, they would have sent you. J-J-R-O-T-C, like... Yeah. Played paintball and shit. So, yeah. Right. Uh, refer to me for any military questions, okay? Like, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the record, but... But, yeah. Uh, I did like them jumping off with... Uh, did they even say his last name in this section? Johnny Rico? Just I Johnny. They haven't. Not they yet. haven't. But yeah. it's Johnny Rico, and he's, like, explained to us that despite all the preparation, I think they also said, like, hypnosis, yep. that he shouldn't be able to feel any fear here. Like, he always gets the shakes before he drops in. Yep. Which, yeah. I yeah. think that'd be pretty scary. Like, yeah. being, orbiting being a planet, in, like, a tiny little coffin. Getting yeah, shot, shot out of a tube. <laughs> yep. That would be scary, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it's okay to be a little apprehensive then. Yeah. They've got um, a newly promoted Lieutenant uh, Jelly getting the team ready for a show of force drop. Like, each of you costs us half a million dollars, and you're 50 cents of that. Yeah. So, like, bring the suits back. Die if you have to, but get the suit back. Right. (laughs) That's what we care about. 
Which, again, feels like military grade. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. The equipment is the important part. But, uh, and I did like the note that the chaplain is going to drop with them, too, because, like, how could you bless something you're not going to do? Right. Because we don't do that now. <laughs> but maybe you get, you, assigned should... <laughs> a, you get assigned a dude to defend you if you're out in the field. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, That's how are you going to bless point. a marriage if you can't get married, chaplain? <laughs> you don't know what's Catholics going on. in that future. <laughs> So, but yes, yes, uh, they even have a quick word with each other. Like they kind of have this thing where if they push their heads together, they can talk to one another through their helmet. He's like, Mm -hmm. uh, don't buy the farm, just do it. So Nike also stole from this book. Yes. (laughs) They did apparently. Yeah. So, um, everybody minus the one guy who's dismissed because he has a cold, um, loads into like their human sized bullet coffins and shot out of a cannon. So, so yes, uh, Johnny notes that you can tell that the Roger Young's pilot is a woman because of how many G forces he's feeling. He's like, mm-hmm. I bet they are better pilots. I mean, like they're they just drive a little bit rough, but they get there better. <laughs> still doesn't times. still doesn't feel great on your spine, but they are the better pilots. Well, um, <laughs> so yeah, we're shot out of the battle bus along with him and. He's describing the very complicated system of shells that kind of peel off as he's entering the atmosphere and getting targeted to where he's going to land. Yep. I then, thought that was interesting. Probably yeah. It's yeah. A, a cloud to confuse radar. Yeah. Yep. Putting up flak as well. Yeah. Prop, like, got, got, like, sort of anti-air missiles and shit coming in after him and, like... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um... Yeah, enough to confuse radar and biologicalize both. So they don't know where to shoot, but right. Um, so after they land, Johnny's job is basically to blow shit up on his way to a rendezvous point, and he's, he's like space jumping in his suit uh, at what was it zero point eight seven G's. Get a so. sample of all of his weapons, including handhold flamethrowers, back mounted bomb launcher, uh, some sort of like a fire pill gun, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> laser sword rocket launcher with fun-sized atomic bombs like yeah so you know it's like tribes yeah he's playing tribes <laughs> yeah exactly half-life tribes pick pick your fps of choice like <laughs> well no tribes specifically because ah, of the jump jets man jump jets yeah uh yeah but again like we said it's uh not enough to kill everything but you know the natives are going to notice mhm like, yeah. uh, just a bit. The kind of name check a guy named Ace, who's not too pleased that Johnny's like in command of this particular squad. Yeah. Uh, but just goes hopping building to building, looking for good targets. Like, how about that church or this water treatment plant? Like, that would make them have to leave the city and wouldn't technically kill them. Mm-hmm. So maybe that one. But nobody um, answered the question of why are we doing this to begin with. Uh, because. Because because Johnny does not give a shit why we're doing this. I mean, that's where he's told to go, right? Exactly. Yeah. Johnny does not yeah. give a shit why we're doing this, so we don't get an answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and and they they even uh, point that out later on. And again, this is something that that really makes me question whether Heinlein is would really be considered a fascist, but he uh-huh. has Johnny say something to the effect of, uh, what was it? Um, uh, 
when he's talking about like the usefulness of infantry versus like other mm-hmm. uh, you know like carpet bombing or like other right. things that take out like massive targets or whatever or like yeah. you know cause wide scale demolition or like could wipe out all the life on the planet or something yeah like why would you why would you want infantry and he's like well you know the specific use case of infantry is like if if you needed to go into a place just for example, to get all of the left-handed redheads. <laughs> uh-huh, and, yeah. Like, uh, that's like yeah. a little bit specific. Yeah. Call, calling out <laughs> left-handed people and redheads. Uh, right. Why, why those specific things? Yeah. And, well, and why have, why have Johnny, your infantry man, say it and then point out very. Maybe it's a joke for in there. <laughs> very specifically, unit. we yeah. would do it. Right, right, right. Yeah, like if we were told to do that, we would do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a complicated thing, right? Like I think he does a good job showing like both why they might have a legitimate use for this, and then the sinister aspect to it. Like they're yeah. kind of hinting at, exactly. and then like because uh, they talk about in that section, if I'm remembering it right, they're like, well, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to correct a puppy for doing something wrong. You don't cut its head off. Like, you don't just obliterate people. You go in and show them, like, we could do that. Yeah. But we chose not to. So, like, do what we (laughs) want want to do instead. So, like, that feels like what this is. is like, demonstration of, like, we will utterly destroy you if we have to, but... But we don't want to. We're just We don't really want to do that. Yeah. Right. They... We'll get to it later, but they do have an interesting philosophy about... Yeah. ...doing that kind of stuff. Like, we don't want to... We're not really doing out of malice, but it all feeds into our... You have to know how to behave properly to function in our order. Right. Yeah. And we're going to make... teach you, and we're going to teach you how to do that whether you want to or not, and we will use pain. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. but nobody's yeah. up really super concerned about it. They're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Given our right. history, that makes sense. Right. I mean, you know, you know. got to do some yeah. spankings to get the kids to behave. So. <laughs> That's where we all went wrong. We stopped playing cards and we stopped spanking kids. Apparently. That's why we're all subject to apes and bugs now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they go on their um, show of force. Uh, but as they're sounding off to get re- retrieved, they notice that one of their guys is uh, not there. Mm-hmm. And Ace and Johnny go back for him. Yeah. Um, they find him with a hole, like an actual hole through his suit. And they carry him back together. Like, mm-hmm. Looks like they're not going to get to the ship in time. Yeah, they don't leave anyone behind. Yeah. They aren't going to get back to the ship in time. Uh, and orders, uh, orders are to just leave them because it's like really hard to recalculate an orbital rendezvous, as you might expect. Yeah. It would that be, takes honestly. a lot of math real quick. Yeah. Um, and power skipping through an atmosphere. Yeah. If you had to, like all sorts of shit. Yeah. But Lieutenant Jelly's like belaying the takeoff order and he goes out and meets them too. And. The battle bus driver is like, well, we're all fucking dead now. Thanks a lot. But, <laughs> but the captain of the uh, Roger Young is just too damn good. Like, changes route on the fly manually and manages intercept. Like, that's why you have a woman pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's smart enough to do it. Also, that guy they saved dies on the way up. But yeah. Sure, but they Chapter brought him back. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're dead At or not. At least they brought him left. back. That's true. They do. They do a good job of showing, like... Where they'll talk about, like, don't do something stupid that's going to get everybody killed. But then they do it anyway. They're like, yeah, 
Well, not leaving someone behind supersedes all that. Right. I exactly. just, I, I do like the mixed messaging behind it though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, with, you know, sort of the expression of the pride of not leaving anyone behind. And then right. also this direct order of leave everyone behind. Do not be a hero. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like he's doing a really great job of showing kind of both sides of the same thing. Yeah. I think like, uh, we'll talk about this later too, where they're like, Oh, uh, we wouldn't over punish somebody, but we're going to go collect this guy and fucking execute him. Yeah. We don't want the shame on our patrol or whatever. So yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I mean, when we get to know that one kind of makes sense based on how their society operates. <laughs> so that's a teaser for later, everybody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which we didn't read. get to. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to be blown away when you hear what happens. Uh, so chapter two. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a ways to go. My computer might run out of power by the time we get there. Oh shit! My God. Well, <laughs> at the risk of uh, draining your battery more, like this I'm was sixty one percent. Unlike right now, so. unlike our last book, this one was very easy to be like. I'll just summarize. Yeah, because yeah. because yeah. this is a lot now of of just some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. stuff. Yeah. A lot so, of philosophy in these pages. Yeah, yeah. A, a decent amount. I was pretty pleased Pre- by that. Great talking points, but not yeah. necessary for me to summarize every single thing that happens here. Yeah. So. Right. So chapter two is where we kind of go back and like, how did I get into this mess? Uh, how Johnny ended up enlisting, like telling us about his friend Carl, who's like in this and then so far not again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're like best friends. Like they share everything. Like he could, uh, he could use my Hella, Hella Rolls Royce. And I could use his basement science lab, even though he was mm-hmm. poor, unlike me. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, Carl is like, I'm going to go into the voluntary to your uh, stint in federal service and do like science shit. And like yeah. I said before, he's like, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Carl's like, I don't know how your dad's going to take that. I don't think he's going to be like in love with this idea. <laughs> right. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, Carl had mentioned, because they are all graduating. It's like, this is the only free choice you can make in, in your life is whether you're going to volunteer or not in the society. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm going to figure this shit out. Um, so yeah, Johnny goes and tells his parents and his dad, who I imagined is Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear. Like, is <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, don't be an idiot. Like it's all planned out. Like you're going to go to Harvard and then you're going to go to the Sorbonne. And then we're going to get you an entry-level job somewhere so you can learn about working. And then you're going to mm-hmm. take over the company from me. Yep. So you're going to be a All Nepo baby. And All it's the way. Be great. That's yep. how it works. Also, I wasn't going to tell you this, but we're sending you to Mars on vacation so you can get Mars, some Martian bitches. strange. Yeah. <laughs> Go sow some wild oats on Mars and then come back and do my job. Yep. So like, <laughs> then get serious. He's like, well, I guess that's that. Anyway. I, I had a Nepo job like that. <laughs> but then he didn't. 18. <laughs> yeah. waiting for me yeah and then he doesn't tell carl he's changed his mind he's like i guess i'm going with you to the recruitment office like <laughs> well initially it was to show support for his friend right yeah you know still goes with them and and like we alluded to before on their way there they meet another classmate who's graduated carmen, like carmen. cita Ibanez. Mm-hmm. she's like i'm joining up he's like i guess i'm gonna be a pilot too <laughs> I want to. I want to be. I want to be a pilot. I want to be a pilot. Let's <laughs> Let's see what this pilot thing's about. 
If I this don't. had been set in the 80s, the role of Carmen Cita would have been played by Top Gun. <laughs> the movie Top Gun. Like, I'm going to yes. be in the Navy and do pilot shoot. <laughs> but they all report to a guy at a desk, uh, noting that he has one arm gone and two stumpy legs. Mm-hmm. But he's like, Carmen Cita, go. We always need mm-hmm. pilots. You go. Uh, everybody else, like, good fucking luck. Like, (laughs) basically what you're going to do is, like, it's rare that you have any sort of skills we actually care about or want. So you're going to end up doing make busy work for your two years. Like, like we said, counting the hairs on caterpillars by hand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get you your service in, get you your vote, so. Counting how many bullets you've got in your bullet cases or whatever and writing it down. Um. Plus, like, earning your citizenship this way, it doesn't pay a, pay a single extra centavo. So, like, what are you even doing? Basically, like, uh, trying to get them, like, don't, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Trying to discourage people from joining the military. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By, by, uh, yeah. Well, so they don't have to kick them out. Like, it right. takes time and paperwork. Yep. Right. Right. True. Um. But they're going to go through with it anyway, and they uh, take a very, very long version of the oath. Like, oh, when you actually have to say the words, it feels different. Yeah, there's extra <laughs> responsibilities and shit. Weird. Like, well, <laughs> like, like, wait, I could be called back up again after my service is done yeah. if something happened? Yeah, weird. I right? thought it was done. Weird, <laughs> uh, so Johnny's like, can I at least call my parents before we leave? And he's like, bitch, you get 48 hours to cool off. Like, you don't even have to come back. Like, <laughs> <I like> <laughs> if like you don't them, come like, back, we'll if you don't put a sh- check yeah. mark. <laughs> right, like, we're not going to care and hunt you down. We'll just figure it as you resigned. Mm-hmm. Granted, then you can never get the right to vote, but nobody really cares, so... Yeah, right. And, like, they talk about that later, too. Even if you desert, they're like, usually we don't do anything. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Well, even if you do, usually the people come back, because I guess... Right. Like, they don't hunt anybody down, but I guess shit pops up in your background if they're on a background check if you deserted. Well, they, yeah, so like they you just... come back, you take your licks, and then you're done. Right. Exactly. What was what was the um? Well, yeah, they they said that you're you're kind of a you're kind of a fugitive. It it I I would say that it's it's probably something more on the order of like unpaid parking tickets. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's like the oh, military well, we thinks can't, we can't go like... back to Madison, Wisconsin anytime soon. Yeah, like. <laughs> And then it said the military thinks of it as like, oh, it's just a harsher resignation. Like, you didn't yeah, really want to do it, so yep. that's fine. Yep, yep. Um, it's, it's only bad if you desert once you uh, are, like, you know, actually a soldier. Yeah. Right. Right. That is a capital offense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, J- Johnny has a very crummy going away party. <laughs> it's what yeah, he calls it. Um, but he does come back and goes through a battery of aptitude tests, and uh, that pretty thoroughly crushes his chances of being anything, like, at all. He's like, yeah. I was starting to wonder yeah. if I could even count on my fingers that well. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and since he didn't raise his dog very well, he couldn't be with the canine unit. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the canine like unit. Genetically like, engineered super dogs that can talk yes. to you. <laughs> that are then bonded to your DNA. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like, you better be fucking serious about a dog that if you're doing that. Yeah. Like, if, it might if have you're just gonna been... become like like half half dog and have like a half man dog friend. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's pretty serious. Yeah. It might like, have just been like, the I, I, I would mind, but... I would wanna see I would wanna see then, you know, like like 
somebody walking their dog, and then, like, the dog takes a shit, and then the human cleans it up, right, with the bag, and then yeah. the human takes a shit, <laughs> and then the dog cleans it up with the bag, and then they, like, go on their way. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Anyway. The, that that part struck me as, like, a Rick and Morty, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. thing. It was, like, it was a cool idea, but, um... Particularly how it was like, oh, yeah, if your dog dies, like, or if you die, we kill the dog because they're so fucked up. Yeah. And if yeah, the dog dies, dog you go dies. to counseling forever. Like, yeah. we could yeah. kill you legally, right. but we would want to. <laughs> and they might get you another dog later, but. Yeah. And then the guy's like, I used to have a dog. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But anyway, the, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I, I I liked specifically like his his like like why didn't you study anything useful? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's I like, like it, it, because because his plan was like to go to fucking business school or whatever, yeah. or like go to yeah, yeah. Again, go that's to not sore bud, right? Yeah, yeah. nobody cares. Not go into the military and like learn an actual skill, right? Right. Okay. right. <laughs> so yeah, he like. It's like, uh, he's I'm like a pretty a average MBA high school like. student. Yeah. Yep. yep. So he's he's gone through all these tests and find out he's not so uh, valuable. But every other job he can think of that's not going to be like really shitty. Last of all, canine unit and infantry. Yep. And like like we alluded to, he does have an interview with the placement officer. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you like dags? <laughs> you like dags? <laughs> you like dags? <laughs> Mobile <laughs> infantry it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I guess, but my mom didn't like him. He's like, oh, you never snuck one in? He's like, no. He's like, no dogs for you then. You're not the right, right. kind of guy for neo-dogs. Not the right kind. Yeah, nope. if, you, if you didn't sneak your dog inside. <laughs> and your dog didn't sneak And lie to your mom. Yeah, can't do it. You're not cut out for it. Nope. You're not cut out for canine. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> but he's like, yeah, you, uh, your history and morals teacher, uh, whose name I wrote down somewhere, Professor Dubois. 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 He who we kind of skipped past talking about that class. Dubois. But, uh, Unlike the movie, it's not Lieutenant Ratchek. It's Mr. Dubois. Different Dubois, guy. Dubois. Who's, like we said, ex-military and teaching mm-hmm. a class that you can't really fail. Yeah, ungraded. Right. But also only veterans can teach, we will find out later. Right. Just kind of bullshitting the whole time about yeah. philosophy. Duty and, and honor and duty. philosophy. Yeah. Yep. That guy. It would have uh, been a really cool class to have for real, honestly, in high school. Yeah, that you had to take. Like we had a philosophy class at Shamanah, but like nobody took it. Yeah, yeah. It was was an elective, but it would have been neat to have like our history class also encompass a lot more like philosophy and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, but I mean, this is you know, if if you if you read between the lines, like this is very obviously like a like a propaganda class. Uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is, and it is very obviously, again, like a, 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 a make work job, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, like he's, he's passionate about it, but like they don't, again, if they don't care if the kids pass it, they just want right. the exposure in front of it. Like, and like they don't, they, they point it out like they don't, they don't care, like, uh, even if it's, taught like it just has to be audited so like right. they could probably just you know at another school wouldn't even have a teacher they would just have like uh videos that you have to watch or something you know oh that'd be pretty sweet like maybe yeah. and like 
Like it reminds me, it reminds me of like, uh, I, I heard stories of, uh, like somebody, somebody had like a traffic violation in Japan. I can't remember if it was like speeding or what, but like, uh -huh. oh, you have to, you have to go to traffic school. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And traffic school is like, I don't remember how many hours it was, but it was like, oh, you have to go sit in this classroom for like, I don't know how many hours on a Sunday and listen to a guy talk. And like, there's no test at the end of it. There's no like anything to prove that you were there. Like you just have to go do it. Right. And like, and, and the guy's like, what's the point of this? Like everyone in here, no one's paying attention. No one's doing anything <laughs> like nobody. And then, and then they're like, oh, well, like, honestly, what it is, is like the Japanese government made this specifically for retired police officers to teach. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's like they they just have this out here so that this guy has a job to do because yeah. uh because they didn't have enough like retirement money or whatever to uh <laughs> like support all of the retired police officers. So they just created all these positions so that they would have like some small job to do and still get paid. Nice. Mm -hmm. And so, like, like it really smacks of that to me, of, like, like this is one of the perks of having been in the military, I guess. Yeah. One of the perks yeah. of being a citizen is, is that, like, the government will make these opportunities for you, I guess. Right, right. And, and you'll, you'll have, like, more support. And you'll, you see some of the other rights that you get as a, as a citizen, as a soldier like further into the book, I guess, like some yeah. of the other things, uh, it, it isn't just voting. It seems like in this society that you get mm. from, uh, uh, going through all of this. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. This class, right? So Talk he took that Mr. one class Dubois and his, his yes. teaching of philosophy. Of, yes, of whatever. but apparently he was like, yeah, this guy's cool, noted yeah. on his file. And so, like, yeah. well, he vouched for you. Also, anyone who has a C- in TV appreciation can't be all bad. <laughs> right. Which, that's a cool class. I want to take that. Uh -huh. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's that's another, again, you know, going going back to, uh, remember, this is fucking 1960. Mm -hmm. Right? How old is television at this point? <laughs> So he's like, this is very specifically like, oh, he's, he's like, sometime in the future, there is going to be a television appreciation class. And guess what? And there was. Absolutely. We have them now. Yes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Usually in college, not high school, yeah. but yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, if you went to a nice high school though, like I probably have it. I'm sure Shamanad has one at this point. They might at this point. I'm sure yeah. they do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. like. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, like just another small, like, this yeah. guy's a good sci fi author touch of like he predicted some shit right. way before he should have. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did. Um, so Johnny on his way out, like, runs into the re recruiting officer from before who's now walking around on like powered prosthetics. Yep. Magic and legs. Magic oh. legs. Ice cream. Um, <laughs> so this is. He's, he's then introduced him himself as Fleet Sergeant Ho, uh, who, upon learning that Johnny's been assigned to the mobile infantry, is like, hey, that's my unit. Like, 
Like, we are the army guy. Like, we're going to make a man out of you or kill you or both. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to make a man yeah. out of you, kill you trying or both. He's like, all right. And like I said before, I liked this little coda to that where he's like meeting with his roommate. He's like, so what'd you get? And he's like, oh, I got military amateur. He's like, you poor stupid clown. He's like, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> MI is I, the heart of the army. I'll punch yeah. you in the mouth. Right. <laughs> And man, like, yeah, having, having, uh, having, having been around people that age uh-huh. who are like going into the military, like, yep. Yep. They bought yep. me my Mustang. Like, so they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I use my bonus for that. Um, it's just, you know, like, like, it's, it's very strange how comfortable people are with dying at that age. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, but it's. Yeah, it's like an ideal, like a higher you don't calling. Think you you're really yeah. gonna die. Yeah, other people so will die in the war. Not you me. can be comfortable with the concept, but it's not really gonna be you. Yeah. So not the you're kid. invincible at that age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the kid. Right. So yes. Um, then we get some details about Johnny and his early days at basic camp at Camp Arthur Curie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says it was like it was like camp too, because the only permanent buildings are like storage. Mm-hmm. And it's up in the northern plains and might as well have been the North Pole for him. He's like fucking freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but and uh no one lets him sleep. Like they dump him out of his cot, like without even checking to see if he hit the ground. Like get yeah. the fuck up, do things. <laughs> uh their drill instructor Sergeant Zim, who I pictured as Invader Zim. Invader even though, Zim. <laughs> yeah. Uh is very eloquent and loquacious insulter of people. Mm-hmm. And very disappointed with the quality of new recruits, which I feel like there's never been any drill instructors <laughs> right. like, oh my god, you guys are great. Right. <laughs> this is no notes. <laughs> pizza party for everyone. <laughs> Every day. Don't change a thing. My uh, god, you guys just were soldiers already. Yeah, right. born, born with your boots on. Uh, so yes. Uh, I don't know what this word says, but... Oh yes. He's marching around with his instructor's baton, and Johnny's like, I think I would like to have one of those, because they look fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Swagger cane. Swagger mm-hmm. cane, man. That's how you know who's in charge. I'm going to hit you with this baton, maybe. But uh, one recruit, Jenkins, is dismissed for, like, sneezing. He's like, get out of here. He's like, but I'm not sick. I'm like, get out. And then Invader Zim is, like, uh, asking the recruits to try to kick his ass. So. <laughs> I like that part. That was cool. Yeah. That was funny. So the first guy, like all 250 pounds of him, lasts long enough to get his wrist broken. Mm-hmm. Then uh, two German guys make it a bit longer, but are also dealt with without much of a, an issue. Yep. But the third guy, Shujumi, has like a Dragon Ball Z style fight that, like, if you paid close attention, you could see what was happening. But yeah, right. You had to pay attention. Yep. He's like. Oh, you must be this kid, this guy's son. Like, this will be great. Our fighter's going to be epic. It's like, how'd you know? <laughs> but yes, uh, still defeats him, and Invader Zim is not even really tired. It's like, we'll have another fight sometime soon. It'd be awesome. So, and then they exercise forever. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about the food, which is a little bit like Texas. It's like, it's not very good, but there is a lot of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jenkins is like cursing Zim out. He's like, God, I'm not sick. Jeez. <laughs> and that's where I went back and checked to see if he was the guy who couldn't go on the drop with them. And uh, yeah, like this just seems to be his thing. Like he's, he's just, just sick. sick. <laughs> well, 
You can't come, you're sick, sorry. It affects your performance. Yes. Um, there's a thing we'll I find out. We'll find out later that, like, he's a real Nepo baby or something. <laughs> really only there. Yeah, the like, he just, his he, dad. he's never actually gone on a drop and done anything dangerous. Yeah. He's, Jenkins. Oh, he's, like, squirting a nasal spray up his nose so he has to sneeze before he goes. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a section here I wanted to read about the difficulties of camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a couple of things, but first of all, I like this. He's like, I made a very important discovery at Camp Curie. Happiness consists in getting enough sleep. Just that, nothing more. All the wealthy, unhappy people you've ever met take sleeping pills. Mobile infantrymen don't need them. Give a cap trooper a bunk and a time to sack out in it, and he's as happy as a worm in an apple asleep. He also notes here, like, I may have given the impression that boot camp made, was made harder than necessary, but that's not correct. It was made as hard as possible and on purpose. Mm-hmm. It was the firm opinion of every recruit that this was sheer meanness, calculated sadism, fiendish delight of witless morons in making other people suffer. But it was not. It was too scheduled, too intellectual, too efficiently and impersonally organized to be cruelty for the sick pleasure of cruelty. It was planned like surgery for purposes as unimpassioned as those of a surgeon. So. Yes, it's hard as shit, but on purpose. <laughs> like we said before, to like weed people out. Right. Who aren't going to enjoy it if they have to go like into war later. Take those who survive and make them into soldiers. Exactly. Exactly. Trying to get the easy ones to quit, they say. So. Um... Or quit or die. As yeah, as long as it was yeah. on the bounce and they died trying. Like right. everything has to be on the bounce. In on the bounce. Do it quick at least. Don't yes. waste our time. So we should make that a thing. <laughs> what, on <laughs> on the, bounce. the bounce. Hashtag on, on the bounce. The bounce. Uh, they talk a lot about training with all sorts of weapons, like even low tech ones, like throwing knives and wire. Mm-hmm. And how uh, at this point, like their drill instructor even has time for them to ask silly questions, like like uh, one kid, Ted Hendricks, he's like, "What is the point of practicing with this crap? Like, if all I have is a knife, I'm dead, right?" He's like, "Listen, kid, do you just want to resign? Because like you can do that, but why yeah, use silly dead? Yeah, it's like, well, why use a stick when like a professor can push a button and blow up a whole planet, and like." Talked about this a little already. He's like, if you want to teach a baby a lesson, do you cut its head off? No, you paddle it. So we're here right. to do the paddling and not decide who should be paddled. So we're just going to do that part. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the note they have here about one in every 500 rounds in their training is a live round. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just to put the fear of God in them, like yep. make sure they actually practice cover because yep. it could be the unlucky one that kills them. What I like how too that they might increase that too, depending on if you like if, get too if good, you're not, <laughs> if you you're fuck up too, too much, lax, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I I've I've heard that uh, like uh, a lot of the a lot of the like special forces in different countries. I don't know if they do it in the U.S., but like a lot of special forces do live ammunition training like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, take fucking cover. Yeah. <laughs> like, do it. Do it. Fucking yeah. do it. Even if it's on an anthill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, speaking well, of... I'd rather be eaten up by ants and be alive than not, yeah. so... Right. Yep. Like, 
Exactly. It would so th- suck, but I'd rather I'd still be alive. <laughs> right. So we get a scene here where uh I guess Johnny had like gotten injured trying out the power suit. So he's on mm-hmm. some random duty with Captain Frankel. Yep. And Zim comes in with a black eye and uh Ted Hendricks is in tow. He reports that uh he hit him. And the captain like snaps the fuck to attention. He's like, he did what? Yep. And uh what the hell, kid? And he's like, well, he hit me first, and he told me to freeze, but, like, I was on an anthill, so I had to move over. And he's like, and? If you took cover in a battle on an anthill, are you going to get yourself killed by standing up? He's like, well, no, but... I moved over, and then he hit me, so I hit him back. And then proceeds a very quick and efficient, like, field court marshal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, they get people on the fucking horn, and, like, helivacted, basically. He's like... yeah. Ted is like, um, I think I want a lawyer. He's like, guess what? You don't get one of those. Yeah. yeah. So this is the army. It's <laughs> like so <laughs> the military. Tell us one. what happened. And he's like, yeah, like I said, uh, I hit him because he hit me. And he's like, all right, well, you are fucking dismissed. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're discharged, and you're gonna get ten lashes. So, uh, and if this had been a full court martial, like you probably would have been killed, like yep. sentenced yep. to hang. Yeah. Um. And this is what I'm comparing to them. Like, well, if you want to correct a puppy, like, do you cut its head off or no, you paddle it, but they would have killed this guy if, yes, if the conditions had been right. (laughs) Right. So yeah, they have the pole up and ready like that evening. And, uh, yeah, they note that that shit is hard to watch. Like, (laughs) like he even has to be slapped back awake after fainting and he notes that he's not the only one. So, right. Yep. March him the fuck out of there. Um, later on, he overhears a conversation between the captain and Zim, and he's basically laying into him. He's like, "Why'd you even like give him the chance to hit you? Like, what the fuck? Like, like I didn't, I didn't think he was gonna do it. Like, yeah, I thought he was gonna stick it out. He seemed like the kind who was like, I'm not really into this, but I'll stick it out to get my citizenship, and then right, parlay yeah. that into a business or something later. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh." The captain's like, yeah, we both failed him then. So Zim's like, I need to be transferred. He's like, no, fuck that. Like, you're staying, and uh, we're going to go fight later, and we'll work this out. Like, have some combat <laughs> practice. Yeah. <laughs> so basically this this section, 9080, is like the one thing they can't let recruits even think they can have a chance of breaking. Like, yeah. You cannot give them the the thought that they could, like... Say it, no to the cat, their instructions, and then punch somebody. Right. Like, it it makes it make more sense why he would beat the fuck out of people the first night. Then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to kick your ass anyway. So first of all, don't try that. But yep. especially don't. Um, maybe he wasn't supposed to do that, but he likes to just to test them. <laughs> see what that could be of. too. That could be too. Yeah. Um, but it's not a reported thing. Right. 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 Yeah, and Zim's even like, I guess I just like them too much. They're like puppies to me now. Like, I'm growing them up. And like, <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to go waltz Matilda. We'll feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny is here is impressed to learn that officers also have frustrations with the army. He's like, I thought I think it was cool for them. Yeah. But I guess not. Like, And also they're working. <laughs> <laughs> they're like filling out paperwork and shit. That's really weird. Yeah. yeah, I thought you well, didn't I, have to do that if you were an officer. <laughs> I thought it was just... Again, showing showing the sort of perspective of a kid. You know? yeah. 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 Right. Right. So. You do I, things during the day? Weird. Weird. 
I thought I you just sat just, around and waited for me to come home. Right. And waited for me to be here to yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's Johnny's at a pretty low point after this and uh, gets a letter from his mom who's like, Your dad hasn't written to you because you hurt his pride, but you're always my baby and you can always cry in my lap and be my baby forever. And he's like, okay, I'm going home. I'm going to resign. Like, I would have <laughs> resigned right there if it hadn't been the middle of the night and Zim would have kicked my ass for waking him up. Yeah, okay. right. Once again, showing that uh, <laughs> so, easily, so easily, easily manipulated. Yeah, very easily influenced. So, but it's uh, like, as soon as I have a pen and paper, I'm going to take care of this the next day. But um, they're sent out on a thing, like a patrol mission or something. And they note that uh, the one thing the military never denies you is, like, letters. Like, they're going to mm-hmm. fucking find you and give you a letter. Like, Yeah. So he gets a letter from his uh, old teacher, Professor Dubois. He's like, uh, yeah, I've been in the military infantry, too. I was a lieutenant colonel. Which, despite taking military science at Truman, I'm like, good? That's pretty high up, right? Like, that's that's pretty high up, yeah. Pretty high up. Yeah. <laughs> that's bird. That's... All Lieutenant birds? Commander Worf, I don't know. Like, that's that's know where Navy my military ones. knowledge is from. Is basically Star Trek. So, oh, well, that's yeah, I say like, I only know <laughs> Navy ranks, so I can't remember which one it is. It's either all, so, yeah. it's either oak leaves or yeah. I gather it's a pretty pretty senior role. It is. Yeah, I think it's like commander. Yeah, Lieutenant Colonel. Um, basically, his letter is like I didn't write before because I wanted to make sure that you were over your hump, like. And I guess since you aren't back by now, that you you did. Like, you're in the clear. And Johnny's like, hey, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, so long, so long I was just about birds. to quit, but I guess I'm not. I'm not going to now. Yep. You um, call me comrade. Yeah. And Thinks again, like like someone I respect thinks that I'm doing a good thing, so I'll keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, uh, so full-on colonel is the birds. Yeah. So that's bird like... Colonel. That's like that Navy Captain. Um, so Lieutenant Colonel is the one below, so that would be like Commander, I guess. I gotcha. In the Navy. Yeah. And then my dad was Lieutenant Commander, so he had gold Ooh. oak leaves, but I think nice. Commanders had silver. Oh. And then Captain, yes, this Eagles. My mom made it to Lieutenant nice. before she got out, but that's Captain for all the other... Yeah. Services. Yeah, yeah. So the two bars. Yep. Like Captain America. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, Johnny's thinking back to a lesson that he had with Professor Dubois about the, about value basically. Mm -hmm. And how the best things in life are technically free, but only in cost, not in how you actually earn them. So yeah. And like we said, on the march back from reading that letter, he's like, yeah, I guess I am over my hump. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and basically the in, hardest part. In the letter, uh, Professor Dubois is like, uh, if anyone's still around there, like, say hi for me. And so he talks to Zim, who's like really pleased to hear that the yeah. tech girl sent him his regards. It's like, oh, I that's thought cool. that was cool. I yeah. like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Good old Dubois. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so chapter seven is basically going on about how easy their powered suits are to use and, like, uh, what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, again, I think we've talked about, but I marked to read another passage here. Hold on. 
Dude. Yeah, so it goes on like this. Like a spacesuit, or a suit isn't a spacesuit, although it can serve as one. It's not primarily armor, although the knights of the round table were not armed as well as we are. It isn't a tank, but a single MI private could take on a squadron of those things and knock them off unassisted. If anyone was silly enough to put tanks against an MI... A suit is not a ship, but it can fly. A little. On the other hand, neither spaceships nor atmosphere craft can fight against a man in a suit, except by saturation bombing of the area he's in. Like burning down a house to get one fleet. So. Yeah, the suits are pretty fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. What they are. One, one guy in a suit can fuck things up very badly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so they're super deadly, but also in very precise and surgical. Like, you blow up a whole planet from orbit, but if you want to apply pressure and enforce a decision, you use suits. They're going to come in and be like, nice planet you got. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. You know? Knock your drink <laughs> off the counter. <laughs> you need to sign up for your MI insurance. Yep. Um, yes. Um, then they're also talking about a simulated time and a simulated simulation where he simulated firing a rocket during a rescue. That probably yeah. would have gotten his teammates killed. Yep. And yeah, and he's very quickly and mostly quietly uh, court-martialed himself, just like Hendrix. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he remembers that guy. He's like, I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to deal with this. And so yeah. he, he gets, you know, five lashes. Um, but then it's but Zim does step in beforehand and gives him a rubber mouth guard. Yep. Okay, yeah. just like, let's get through this. So. Well, like then he's like, I know how it goes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> So. Johnny notes that like getting beaten is like way easier than watching someone get beaten. Yeah, which, I guess De- mentally maybe, but aside from you know um, it hurting more than anything he's ever been through in his life, plus the disrespect that hurts the second. Most. <laughs> <laughs> the beating hurts the most. <laughs> disrespect hurts the second most. But then when they're done, it's over. No one thinks right. cares about it. Yeah, it's exactly. Done. After that, they're like, okay, great, we're right, move on. on. Moving yep. on. Yeah. It's basically you got your severe spank and now it's over. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it and it sounds like uh this is this is uh what we do instead of prison now in this society pretty much. Right. Yeah. From right. some of the insights they give, I can't remember is that chapter or the other one. There, yeah, there's do. there's another point where, where they're like, Yeah, the way we would punish people is is just by publicly flogging them. Right. Yeah. Like if you had like unruly children, then they do it to your father too. Because yep. your father should be teaching you how to behave. Yep. So, yeah, you as a kid, yeah, you got to get punished to learn your lesson, but it's your dad's fault, too, for not raising you properly. Exactly. Right. So I'm like, not oh, doing your know, duty. That's, that's weird. <laughs> but oh, not untrue. It is a parent's responsibility to raise their children to be better. Yeah, yeah. but but so, I, I just... But that's I, a weird I, way to do it. I love, I love the idea, though, of... Uh, psychopath kids getting their parents into trouble all the time. <laughs> but like, they don't have just, psychopath uh-huh. kids. I just, I just like seeing my dad get beat. I think after a few times... <laughs> I they, wanted the Coco Roos, Dad. Ask if this kid maybe has some issues and just secret secret him away somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but hey, at least we don't have roving gangs of like murder-robbing children like they children with their liberties be. robbing robbing everybody. Yeah. Oh Fucking liberties of children. Yeah. Anyway. Attacking I mean, that, you in parks I mean, that, at that night. That tells you, like, one one of the things that he got wrong about his prediction of the future, I guess, is that, like, the entire country did not turn into, like, free Julian in New York. Into New York, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just New York and, like, Detroit. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So chapter eight is talking about a time when one of their guys from the unit deserts. Mm-hmm. And we talked about yeah. this before, but it, since it's voluntary service, deserters are like, well, all right. If you come back, we'll deal with it, but just right. don't come back. Like, Yeah, yeah we're not uh, going to go find you. But this guy left and then also kidnapped a girl and then killed her. Yeah. So that's when the infantry swooped in to retrieve him uh, from local authorities. Um, well, because they didn't know. Like, yeah. And the we'll take care of this. Shit, like, I think the authorities had to let him know because it sounded like he went through trial. Yeah. And they convicted him and then they looked him up and like, oh shit, he's a deserter. We got to let the army know. Right. I think they would do that now anyways. Yeah. That's probably You would true. just then do your do your time in the brig and then go to prison. Right. So but I don't not know. unless Jag got you off though. No, they can't do separate codes of justice. But Jag. I'd yeah. like to mention Jag. The military one's harder. <laughs> like you can get you can get brought up on charges and like go to court for adultery. Yeah. So Yeah. So don't like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, especially don't kidnap and kill girls. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Even now. Yeah. Yeah. Sci-fi. Even, even if you're now. not a deserter, don't do that. Yeah. Don't just do don't. that ever. It's just not don't. cool. If you're about to, stop. Yeah. Right. If you're listening to this and about to murder a girl, stop where you are. Yeah. It will Raise your hand your and someone will pick you up. You must <laughs> right. it. Yes. Yep. Um. So yeah, they bring him back. They strip him of his uniform and hang him, and then uh, they actually go into mourning for 30 days afterward, because he shamed their unit. Right. Well, and, and they I'm mourn like, the, the girl, which I thought was nice. That's the yes. way to do it. Yeah. Yes. Like, we're like, sorry this dude who represented us did this, so we're going to remember her. Yeah. I'm like, imagine a world where authority figures were punished when they broke the law. Like, that I know. Cool? That would be great. Can you imagine, <laughs> like, police units, like, oh, you accidentally killed an unarmed teenager, so we're going into mourning after we kill you. We kill you what? back. One could only dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's another flashback to a lecture with uh, Professor Dubois. Mm-hmm. Counting, like, uh, how the Republic of the XDX century eventually rotted away because, like we said, parents failed in their duties of hitting their kids. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was the only reason why. That was yep. the only reason. <laughs> they had too many freedoms, and like a puppy that you let pee on the floor, they just kept peeing on the floor everywhere. So. And so many of these social workers and psychiatrists, these psychologists were too influential. Fucking yeah. psychologists telling kids they had rights, and that was the right. way they went wrong. Go um, with their, and their feels should be respected. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm a social worker, are we still <laughs> Yeah, so... Uh, the note I have here, I think we covered... I don't agree with outright beating your children or your pets either, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I... Am I responsible for the downfall of America? Yeah, pretty much. Use okay. you personally. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> They'll look back yep. to you and your social work and your idea for masturbatoriums. and be like, that's where it all went wrong. Yep. As soon as and everyone I... had jack trucks, like... Collecting of coins. Everyone stopped no, caring no about going to, to work. Anything well, I mean, anymore. I mean, what what you can really gather from this is is that there have been people since 1960 who've been bitching about the direction of the country. Yes, uh, it being wrong Getting because we soft. don't beat our kids. Yep, you're right. Like Back already in, in 1960, they're like, "Ah, oh, the libs telling us not to beat our kids." <laughs> I'm like, well, do you really need to beat your children? Like, it's in the Bible. No, it's not. Spare the rod. 
That's not how you interpret Spoiled that. Yeah, we haven't we talked about that before, that that guy was, like, the, the guy writing it was a shitty dad, and, like, um, if you... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, it, it was, like, it was, like, specifically, like, if, if you look at, uh... Yeah. What, what... What was it like? Like if you if you look at how his kids turned out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all really shitty, and like Solomon, all of their yeah. subjects hated them. Yeah, uh-huh. it's supposedly Solomon writing it. It's probably some other dude, but it's in that time period. Yeah, but right. but that and was his kids turned out crappily. So yeah, that was that was the that was the point that someone had made to me was that was that yeah Solomon wrote all of these tips for raising your kids like yep, specifically about life. how like you should beat them to make them uh, better, <laughs> uh-huh. and then them. his kids turned out to be fucking raging assholes. <laughs> yep, had so, some wars, a little insurrection action in there. You yeah, know. so you maybe know. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't yes. know. Yes. So the note <laughs> Just, I have in here, I think we talked about a lot about how like it, this felt like a place where you could misinterpret what's going on, like with what he's saying. Yeah, like, he you could. have to consider who's saying it. Exactly. Right. In this yeah. case. But the kernel of truth to me seemed to be them talking about how juvenile delinquent is a contradiction and not something that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're a juvenile, you're not a, an adult. And if you're delinquent, you're not- you don't. You've not done your duties, but you can't have right, duties you if can't you're not an adult. When you're a child. Yeah. Right. Which I do, I would tend to agree with that because children are children. Yes. They're still learning. They don't know how to be fully, you know, a fully formed person yet. Exactly. So right. therefore, if they are acting up in this way, outsiders like parents, family, and even like society bear some responsibility in like right. teaching them how to be, right. how to function properly and you know. giving the uh, them ability to do that like through yeah so if they can't do that and stuff by right. a certain age and into their like early adulthood like that's on us for fucking up yeah like right. and not doing our job to them our responsibilities to them which i'm like yeah i could agree with that yeah you know totally agree and he's like you can't just warn them forever like you're doing wrong you're doing wrong and now you have the death penalty because you're an adult so fuck you yeah like that's not fair Right. Yeah, like I get right. that part. Like I don't think the solution is spanking, but I totally right. do agree with that line of thinking. Like something has to be changed in there in order to give them mm-hmm. an actual fair chance mm-hmm. to change and grow instead of just doing the same shit. And like I said, warning, warning, warning. Up oh, now, you're on death row. Right. So now it matters because you're eighteen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> turning eighteen is how you become an adult. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though it's not. I mean, it is legally, but as we've discovered, your brain isn't fully adult till you're 25. Right. Like my brain's really... not fully adult now. I would argue with that too. But I mean, <laughs> what does that even mean? It's your sense, your ability to make like proper choices and weigh all the all the yeah. consequences of your actions. Yeah, I'm not an adult then. What diminished, the highly diminished when you're still like 20. It's more like you're 16 when you're 16. What, is it, what does it mean when you're almost 40? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your brain is physically there, Chris. Whether you're able to like, no, use no, it appropriately not. or not is the other it's question. But Just that gets into other stuff. Chat GPT. That's what gets in. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what takes us into neurodivergences and yeah. different, different brain structures, different brain setups that some of us have. Yeah. Like, our abilities to do some of the shit is hampered by deficiencies elsewhere. Right. right. So, 
And plus you know, having too many freedoms. I mean, that's probably what did it to me. Yep. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> beaten enough. Workers. That's probably what it was. You know what? They would say I wasn't either, but that's because I learned. My mom would tell me about that. Yeah. Like, she's like, you weren't really, like, like, she's like, you'd get, like, the swat on your bottom, but you were, uh-huh. like, two, and, like, diapers were thick as hell, so it was more just, like, <laughs> get yeah. your attention. A shot the only the time bow. I really remember having to, like, slap you... It's like I had to slap your hand once. The one time you reached to touch the uh, the stove. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you were. She's like, I didn't really have to do anything with you because you like yeah. were shocked and then didn't want to do that again. So I didn't really have to. <laughs> but I'm like, good. I don't know. But then I read some stuff recently that kind of plays into certain things I about my biology and shit I learned as I got to be an adult. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. And brain differences. So yeah. freaking brains, man. Yeah. We, we we know some more things now, I think, than we, we do. did in nineteen sixty. We no, do. Sorry. We know a lot more now than we did in like nineteen eighty. Like yeah. the shit like I don't know, no. somebody I'll tell you about it all. No, I'm <laughs> it's sorry. <the> stuff. <laughs> it's again, it's stuff. all your freedoms. It's turning you all like like autistic and gay. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's probably crap in the environment. <laughs> It's all these freedoms. That's why you want your kitty litter box in your school now. Because all your freedoms. (laughs) That's the dumbest shit ever. I'm going to drive this joke into the ground as long as I can. (laughs) My God. I do think Letting kids be the way they think they are is the worst. I do think there is very much a lack of awareness of what our rights and responsibilities are and what they mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we just have them from being born here. But I've always thought, like... Well, I don't think we should have national service that means, like, the military. I really think yeah. it was, especially when I was younger, it would have been a good idea to, like, widen up Job Corps a bit and make it more, like, America Peace Corps. Because it kind of yeah. is. And just have us all do, like, a year of that after we finish high school. Then you yeah. get sent, you get put in, like, a little unit and you get to go, like, work on a project or do shit in a field you're interested in. But you live as, like, this little group on, on a yeah. base. And you just do a year of service to your country. Yeah. And then go what, to college service? or go to work or do whatever. And that's what you get. And that, that, that way, that's how you qualify for like loans and other shit. Even maybe some more programs or we have more pro- programs after that because we've done national service, you yeah. know, to help people was, start businesses and do shit that's what they want to do, you know, on, it, on, on comedy bang bang, you know, name, name checking another, uh, podcast <laughs> here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A much more famous one, America's podcast. Uh, it's pretty close. Like, the podcast? I don't, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> um, it, but, uh, it, on, on there, Scott Ackerman talks about, uh, he's, he's talked a couple of times, or maybe it was on Freedom. Uh, he talks about, like, uh, uh, it, it would be, it would be cool if we just had, uh, high school for adults. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, once, yeah. once you, once you turn like, like 45 or something, like they just do high school again. back to like some kind of a high school thing. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Get a refresher <laughs> on shit, learn some new skills. And and go hang out with some people your own age, you know? Yeah. Like right. like just go do the social thing for a while. Yeah. Like, like level and, set your your commitment to like socialism or socializing and, and like mm-hmm. being part of a society. Yeah. Like and, and, uh, and like also uh I don't I don't know, like like you would probably have a better experience the second yeah. time through, right? Just because people are better. I guess. You're not full of raging hormones anymore. Yeah, some of us. 
<laughs> yeah, speak for yourself. Jeez. Trust me, gentlemen, I know none of us are full of raging teenage hormones anymore because we're not. <laughs> Again, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Well, but, right. you know, either way, like, Johnny Rico sleeps very soundly after that uh, guy is murdered, so. Yes. Well, not murdered, but, you know, executed. Executed. Executed is the word for it. Yeah. They didn't, like, hunt him down and, like, secretly kill him in his sleep. Like, revenge murder. Revenge murder. Very carefully planned revenge <laughs> murder. Right. We murdered him right back. That's right. Uh, so there's kind of, like, the small coda chapter where they're talking about Camp Spooky mm-hmm. outside of Vancouver where they go to practice, like, suit jumps up mountains and stuff. Because yeah. that's harder. Again, just like tribes. Yeah. And there's many casualties. Just yeah. like tribes. Just like tribes. <laughs> yes. And they go through practice drops and stuff. And here's where he's talking about the very military ideas. Like, you got to know, like, the guy in your flank is tough. Like, you don't want someone who's going to, like, be a pussy halfway, halfway yeah. through. Like, uh, I'd <laughs> rather have an empty flank than someone who's just going to be, like, not dependable. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, and then there's a little section where they have some shore leave. Um where Johnny's reminded that girls are pretty cool. Yep. It's like, I haven't seen yep. them for a couple of months, and now they look pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he and his buddies get crossways with some merchant marines in Seattle who don't mm. really seem to like the military infantry. And no, maybe just don't. a little bit je- jealous of their citizenship. Yeah. I guess was what we were supposed to get from that. But Yeah. And I, I think, uh, one of the, one of the other, uh, products of, of that scene is like, typically, uh, in a situation like that in our society, right? Where you have mm-hmm. a bar fight with like military dudes who just randomly showed up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the police are not going to be on their side. Yeah. Uh, typically, typically we're going to see like the, the military dudes from on the base as being like the instigators, troublemakers, right? Right. And, and they're going to be the ones that like the police are like, we don't, we don't want your trouble in our town. Like mm-hmm. keep it. And, and in this particular case, like the fight goes down and like the, the merchant Marines get their asses handed to them. <laughs> right. And then the, and then the police show up and they're basically like, so do you guys want to press charges against these guys? <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we just, like, they just got obliterated in a fight, and now the uh-huh. police are coming up to them like, you want to press charges? <laughs> like, yeah. no. Because uh, I guess I guess in this society, it is also, like, a huge offense to assault someone in the military. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, basically, basically because they're... Uh, treated as as citizens at this point, right? Like, right? Yep. You, yeah, you they have, do seem pretty. You have a lot of rights now as a soldier in society. Yeah, the other people seem to be very respectful of them. Like, kind yeah. of. I'm not really remembering this very well, but there was like a section where he's like, "Hey, welcome to Seattle. Do you want us to go visit some consorts or something?" Like, yeah, our Seattle geishas will be pleased to see you over here. Like, yeah, come exactly. on, guys. Like. Fleet Week in New York or whatever. Like, yeah, the like it's and, and you know talking about like like society, I guess. Um, and and you know this isn't 
this isn't necessarily a point. Again, we, we can't say what his actual thoughts were on that timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, uh, this is, this is absolutely a thing that's, that's done purposefully, I guess, mm -hmm. this sort of, uh, um, uh, people who have dangerous professions that we don't want to do, we tend to put them up on a pedestal right? and treat them better, uh, specifically because we don't want to do their job. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's it's questionable whether this show of appreciation is something that's like uh, uh, something that's calculated to s sort of manipulate people into doing these jobs that uh, yeah. are like dangerous, deadly, you know. Right. Like, is it is it a calculated manipulation by this society, I guess, to get people to to join the military, to get their citizenship, to get all these rights? Right. Um, or, or is It'd it, be a hero. Uh, yeah, It'd be a hero. like, like, it's, it's an odd thing to think about, I guess. It's, yeah. it's, uh, similar to sort of in our society, how we have that thank you for your service kind of mentality uh -huh. or like, you know, uh, like a lot of, a lot of people supporting, like, you know, I, I don't know people people with their supportive uh police and firefighters and that yeah. kind of thing too. Yeah. Like, that gets a little more sticky, but yeah. It does. It There's does. a lot of people who are like, I'll put this thin blue line flag on my car because I'm not gonna be a cop. Like I guess I respect that, but Right. So it's like you have to you have to give people the sort of prestige of, of being police or firefighters or soldiers or something because Yeah. Because the job is so dangerous, right? They they have to feel more appreciated somehow. And like yeah. this is uh, again, it it's questionable whether it's like a, a calculated move by the society or something to like yeah. get people to do it. Yeah, and like teachers, yeah, and nurses, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. Like <laughs> you, you, you have to do it without you have teachers. To, like you know, like apply the sort of uh, lip service, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to like make people feel better about the profession they went into because it's so thankless. Yeah. yeah. No, but teachers are cool. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> the ones, the ones that are like taking it seriously. Yeah. Let's when Chris Ham gets back, let's thank him for his service. Yeah. As, <laughs> <laughs> as a teacher. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's pretty thankless. Yeah. We'll find out about it. I gotta imagine. Um, yeah. So anyway, anyway, after that, that, like, yeah, then they've, they've graduated and they've oh. gone from, you know, 2009 recruits to 189. Now yeah. they're soldiers. Neato. Hold on. He's going to get his cans back on. Oh, uh, cans. <laughs> uh, moving in. Headphones on. Ah, uh, there we go. That look there good he is. <laughs> hey, Chris Ham, thank you for your service <laughs> as a teacher. As a Thanks. teacher, yes, thank as you. Thank you for your service. We I appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. So yes, uh, you missed the part where they went to Seattle. And got oh yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah. Uh, but now they've graduated. 
from mm-hmm. boot camp, and they've gone from 2009 recruits to 189 like actual soldiers. Yep. <laughs> I kind of like John being like they've been yeah. decimated. Yes. Yeah, but quite literally. <laughs> oh, I did remember we actually do have a domestic version of Peace Corps. It's called AmeriCorps. Mm. Ah, yes. So, there we go, folks. Put that That's what we should all do when we turn 18. Join AmeriCorps. Can I do it now? Can I just quit? Uh, go for it. Actually, go. I think you can. Go, go do it. One of their volunteer programs or something like that, I think you can do it for a little bit. Cool. You yeah. can also do Peace Corps. Yeah. Regular Peace Corps. And when we get older, they have a specific program for older people that's like six months long commitments instead of like two years. Yeah. So it makes it a little easier. I worked with a lady who's like, I'm going to quit and go to Peace Corps. Like she went mm-hmm. to do like a manager role over there. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Neat. So, um, I did like this last little note from Johnny being like, I probably left a lot of things out. Like the time <laughs> yeah. we had to do firefighting and like these drills that turn out to not be drills and right. you know, that was just boring <laughs> say, though. Say what now? <laughs> I, I specifically I specifically liked his comment about the weather. Like you could just flip through an almanac and it would probably be right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I specifically liked that comment because like if you were writing a book, that's probably what you would do. <laughs> so right. it, he he basically was like, This is left as an exercise for the reader. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna write about the weather because that shit's boring. You can do that if you want to. Like, yeah, I, I, I just I love that he called it out. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. like yeah. maybe because like an editor was like, you didn't say anything about the weather. Like, <laughs> well, fuck you. Right. First of all, it's not important. <laughs> that scene in Forrest Gump was kind of funny though when it just rained. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> not in Camp Spooky apparently. Right, you don't, you don't get that. You don't get that kind of rain in you know the northern Vancouver plains or in in the Canadian Rockies. Yeah, so I think that was in the Rock Canadian Rockies. So on, yeah, on, at snow. least on on the one side of the Rockies. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't get that kind of rain. The yeah. middle part you do on the other side. That's why yeah. Vancouver's wet, right? And yeah. has that nice nicer climate. But there is there is the rain shadow on the other side. Yeah, right. Quite right. So now we got to read the rest of this book, you guys. Oh we God. do. That's I think it's going to be interesting. I can only imagine. All the action, probably. Probably stuff's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all of the rest of the shit now. Is, <laughs> yeah. is, we've, we've gotten through all of the sort of uh, basic soldier stuff. Right, yeah. now the now shit's going to hit the fan. We know all about the world and the people and such. Yep. Now things have to happen. Yep. Right. Yep. So we'll figure out when we can meet again and talk about that. But um, do you guys have anything else that's good? Um, school's almost out for us. School's out for us. This Friday for the kids is their last day unless they have to do EOG makeups, which might be a sizable chunk. That's crazy. Well, normally we wouldn't do that. Like, we would have had it differently we are a little late but i think we started a little later than everybody else too yeah um we, we still started in august but i think most of the states started more in the middle and we started a week later mm. yeah we had like a week left before august was over but um so we found out friday that they took the reading eog on wednesday and the sixth graders uh only f- out of 65 of them passed oh jeez. So, they're decimated also 
four were yeah. projected to pass. So we got Miss McGuire. So we got one more, but she's been working with them so hard this year. We should have had more, but we don't have the data yet, so we don't know how many were like super close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the ones who are super close for reading and math are supposed to be invited to retake it. Yeah. And that'll happen the following week, which I'm not too happy about. But <laughs> I'm scheduled to be there that Monday and Tuesday. We'll see what happens. But I need that time that week to get my car oil changed and have my uh, NC State inspection done so I can get my plate renewed so mm, I can yeah. drive it to Indiana the following week. Gotta do that. So, over. Yeah, they, they will. I mean, North Carolina wouldn't, but other states will. Yeah. Because they can look it up on the fly and be like, oh, he paid for his shit. He doesn't have a sticker. Yeah. Like this year. Like, I never got my sticker last year, and I didn't have any money to get a new one. And then by the time I did, I'm like, eh, I only got like six more months. What's the point? So. <laughs> well. <laughs> just been driving around on a yeah, no. fully current car. Just no sticker that says it. But Yeah. But the thing that's good is that summer's coming up. it is it's almost here like i have to remind myself that yes i have to go two more days after this week you know because this is the last week for most of the students and friday is supposed to be like some fun shit so we'll see yeah Mm, i want to take summer off let's me too just well i mean i don't get paid during the summer so there's i mean i wouldn't you know i remember that part oh i have some money that i'm i have enough money for me my basic my basic responsibilities i just don't have any extra yeah but i'm gonna try to maybe find i was interested in maybe doing seeing who does like the house sitting companies around here and just like yeah do that during the summer pretty low it doesn't matter if it pays a whole lot just some income something yeah yeah something something's better than nothing for for spending monies and gas money absolutely so you can watch their cable and drink their sodas that was my thought. <laughs> there might be some, oh, just check on their house. So I have a few of those in the day, and then someone needs someone there for, like, overnight. Delivery, so like, yeah. Well, trip yeah, that shit. could, you know, like, uh, I mean, if, if like, that actually sounds really nice. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And, if, and I might end up having to, like, go down to Charlotte to do it, because there's a lot of rich people there, but that'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've never really had a chance to explore Charlotte and be, like, a little vacation all the time. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let us know if you find a good one and we can party. Yeah, we'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Secretly. Just clean up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know. We're good at that. Yeah, we are. We are. We got five stars or whatever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, dude. Perfect. We cleaned the shit out of that house. Yeah. Sure did. (laughs) They would have us back and everything. Like, it helps when we don't make a lot of mess to begin with, so. Right. That's the secret to yep. uh, cleaning your messes, is don't make them. Now, it doesn't apply to my own space, but other people's spaces, yes. <laughs> it's oh easier when it's someone else's space. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, other Chris, what's good? Oh, man. So, I, I just watched, um, I just watched Sheen Ultraman. Ooh. Is that um, that one on Netflix? It's it. It was in theaters. Uh, it was okay. it was one of Not those fathom events. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but like it's it's part of the new uh, the the new heroes. If if you're aware of that at all. Um, so no. uh, Studio Kara and uh, Hideaki Anno have been remaking uh, some like classic sort of Japanese characters starting starting with Shin Godzilla. I 
Oh, that I saw one, that. Yeah. That one's which, fun which and weird. Was, uh, it, very good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's super weird, but very good. And, uh, oh no, it wasn't, so it wasn't Sheen Ultraman that I watched, but I, I watched Sheen Ultraman a while ago. It was Sheen hmm. Kamen Rider that I That's watched. what I was going to uh, ask yeah. if you were, that was part of it too. Yes. I've seen that So, too. so Sheen, Sheen Ultraman, I just, I, I watched a while ago and now, now Sheen Kamen Rider is the one that just came out. That's the yeah. one that I watched. And that was, uh, that was pretty excellent. Um, it wasn't as good as Sheen Godzilla. Yeah. But it was, it was better, I think, than Sheen Ultraman. Yeah. Um that's that's kind of where it where it uh shook out. Gotcha. Um so so but yeah, if if you're familiar at all with the story of Common Rider, um he's he's a he's you know, he's he's a hero who was sort <laughs> of created out of uh dude how do I even begin to explain Common yeah. Rider? Yeah. He's he's part <laughs> grasshopper. Uh-huh. He's he's part grasshopper. He's got a suit that collects like uh, bio energy for him to use and turn into a super powerful grasshopper man. <laughs> uh, he he jumps okay. really high. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He does some like martial arts fighting. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Tokusatsu sort of like uh, Power Rangers or yeah. anything like that. Like it's very similar sort of action choreography, I guess. Okay. Right. Um, but he's got a sweet motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. it, it transforms and shit. It does all kinds of cool stuff. Um, uh, yeah, and and man, it's uh, it, right off the bat like a much uh, bloodier movie than I expected, yeah. hmm. but uh, in kind of a fun way, you know, not <laughs> in like a not in like a surgical way, not in like a yeah. not in like a gross way, just in kind of like a. In in more of like a hilarious way, I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like like people's people's heads just like exploding, like people getting stomped through the chest, you know, huh. like people, like whatever. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's 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 glorious and it's fun. Nice. Um, and then and then uh, the the guy who's actually playing Common uh, Rider, like he takes it all very seriously. Right. Mm-hmm. He's he's very shaky. Through the whole movie about uh-huh. killing people, you know, not happy about it. Mm. But anyway, yeah. um, uh, overall, uh, good movie. I, I would say uh, check it <laughs> out. Worth the um, watch. Yeah, and worth worth a watch. Uh, watch Shin Godzilla though, definitely. Yeah. Yes. And um, uh, keep an eye on on these uh, new Japanese heroes because I think uh, we've got Shin Evangelion coming out. Oh shit! At some point. And then there's going to be a, a, a whole universe crossover. Uh-huh. Uh, and I saw a trailer, no shit, uh, where, where there is a Gottai form of Godzilla, Ultraman, Kamen Rider, and, uh, Ava Unit 1. Wow. Like all of them joining What could they possibly need to be fighting? Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, fighting the sun. It's, right. it's the yeah, most probably. Japanese thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like, like it. What what is going on? Anyway, can they add Sheen Samurai Pizza Cats to it? Like I I don't probably. know what else is coming. I really don't. But it, it can I suggest that? It like. <laughs> <laughs> so Travis, what else is good? 
<laughs> there we go. I was just gonna say, like, for the Common Writer, like, wasn't something I knew about until recently. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I was watching an Iron Mouse stream. She was doing a ranking of their theme songs for all the series. Yeah. Okay. And they got some banging theme songs. They do. Oh man. And I didn't realize there were so many series. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. They. I'll some have to of look them, into some that. Some of them, you know, are are pretty crazy. Uh, it's it's uh, it's my friend Mike who's actually into all of that uh, yeah. Tokusatsu stuff. Yeah. So, so he's he's the one who would know all of the theme songs. He's the one yeah. who would, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else is good for me? Um, so, Daniel and I watched uh, a show on HBO, like not Max. It's an HBO show mm-hmm. uh, called Love and Death. Okay, which uh, has um, the good Olsen. Uh, Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Olsen. And it's like a uh, true crime story about a lady who lived in McKinney, Texas. No, Wiley, Texas. Okay. Which is right up right up the street from me. Um, mm-hmm. It takes place, I want to say, late 70s, early 80s. Um, who had an affair and then um, murdered some guy, his wife. Oh. Um, so, it was... Uh, interesting because you know it's trying to be period piece so it's like you know late 70s texas yeah and felt uh pretty accurate like the weird like fox and jacobs homes that we have all around here like they'll yeah. look the same and like right uh seeing the central expressway before it was 75 and like where they would go to have their cheap flings or whatever but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it was interesting because, like, the first half of this limited series is just them leading up to them having an affair. And the way they kind of, like, project manage the whole thing. <laughs> she breaks out, like, charts and, like, yeah. note cards to be like, okay, if we're going to do this, the pros are, like, we get the intimacy and the relationship. But the cons are, like, our spouses might be damaged by the <laughs> We got to make sure we agree we're not going to get like romantically involved, and we're only going to meet on these days, and we're only going to. Be... <laughs> she like fucking packs a lunch the first they... time they get together, and <laughs> did they? Did they? Did they like swat this? Like like draw <laughs> it up on the yeah. whiteboard and they put up the grid. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, it's this in- is what it, happens when there's... Type A people have an affair. Yeah, and it. <laughs> Yeah, so it's interesting because there's also a show out on Hulu at the same time about this same event that pit, pit, pits them very differently. Like, in this oh, yeah. one, you kind of see the lady as like, oh, you know, this all got out of hand. And then, like, the guy's wife was, like, you know, postpartum depression and, like, kind of maybe not all there and, like, flipped out and tried to kill her with an axe. Oh, geez. And so then they uh, focus on what she did after she had to kill her in self-defense, you know, mm. by hitting her like 41 times with the ax, because you know, that's self-defense. That's, I mean, so that's the death part of love and death, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I, maybe yep. not 47. Yeah. yeah. Right. F- like I, I could, <laughs> I could see like a few being explained by adrenaline. Right. But like, right. They got to make sure they don't get up. Well, you know, she kept getting up, you know, like in a yeah. horror movie. Just kept Is that what happened? Up. In the show, at least. Oh, okay. 
But, you know, you got to, like we were saying before, you got to remember who the this testimony is coming from here. Like, they're really only going off of what they were talking about. But, yeah. you know, it was, the parts I liked the most was just kind of, like, I don't know, it never ventured too far into being, like, ridiculous satire. Yeah. But, you know, t- following all these church people through, like, their petty squabbles and, like, the very, like, matter-of-fact way, she's like, I think we should have an affair. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that ended so, up being so. Good. What you're what you're telling me is if a woman ever comes up to me and says, "I think we should have an affair," it's going to end in murder. It and I should, could I should probably yeah, avoid so it. Don't it could. don't, do don't it. trust yeah. them. If they're probably, like, I did the flow chart. I should probably <laughs> even even if we do swat it out, and uh-huh. it comes out to be more pros than cons. Yes. It's probably going to end in murder. Probably so. Probably. Like, almost 99%. Yep. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't have affairs. Just get divorced and then have a relationship if you want. But don't do the affairs. <laughs> They'll get you murdered. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. God. Um, worth the watch. Elizabeth Olsen, in particular, was really good in it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other is, she, thing, is she the? Uh, hmm? is, is she the uh, the 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 murdery lady? Yes, she's okay. the one who goes on trial for murder. Okay. Yes. Um, cool, cool. And what I can it looked a lot like uh, the McKinney Courthouse where I've been to before, not in, but driven around and parked by. So right. Interesting. It's pretty cool. Um, the other thing I've been doing is I finally got around to playing Breath of the Wild. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had pre-ordered when it was supposed to come out on the Wii U. Oh. And then it did come out, and I'm like, but it didn't come out till there was a Switch. And so out yeah. of uh, anger and peak, I'm like, I'm not playing this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like, I bought a whole Nintendo system for this, and you brought it out on a different system. But Yeah. Yep. But uh, with Tears of the Kingdom coming out, I figured it was finally time to go back and play it. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but this game is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put like said, 200 hours into it. Some people have said it's pretty good. Um, yeah. Just a bit. Yeah. It scratched a lot of the same itches that uh, Genshin Impact did when I was playing yep. that. And so it's like... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of these kind of games now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't uh, you don't have to have ADD to play it, but if you don't, it's a good way to simulate it. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I have to go get some ingredients. Oh, shit, there's a shrine up there. And like, oh, God, there's enemies. And I my, my weapon broke. So I go, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, uh, Grand Theft Auto is like that for me, too. Like, yeah. Uh, All these I, random missions and stuff. I'm like, like I'm going to go do. Oh, no, I'm just I'm just going to like go to the top of this building and start randomly firing rockets at things. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. whatever. Like, I was just going for that one ingredient for cooking, and then all the, this Lionel showed up and fucking sh- shot me with lightning, so I have to deal yeah. with that now, but... Like, like, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, you you end up finding, like, a sweet place to, like, ski or sled down a hill yeah. or something, and you're like, yeah. I'm just gonna you've do this do, for an you've hour. got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool, and I really, really liked the way that they did the story in this as opposed to other like Legend of Zelda games where it's like you've already fucked up and like yeah the world is already devastated so you don't have to do the standard like are we better hurry and get to this place exactly right. and get the hook shot so you there's, can go over here yeah there's there's mm-hmm. no ticking clock element in this one right yeah right um 
so yeah, I'm sure I missed a lot of it still, even though I played it all the way through, but I'm like definitely going to have a cool down time before I go play Tears of the Kingdom, because like, it seems yeah. like they amped that up to a hundred. I did, I did, uh, like, like I said, I put like 200 hours into the game. Uh, yeah. I did like most of it, I think. And, yeah. uh, I did not actually do the final castle. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so, so we are opposites, I guess, in that regard. Yep. You well, actually the did temptation the was game. there to go back and do the other stuff. I'm like I didn't really do the snowy area because I was bad about oh, cooking man. things to it's... deal with snow. Well, no, you you get warm clothes and then you're fine. Yeah, but that place is so cold even with my warm clothes. No, you like, get I need warmer. the set. You get warmer get... clothes. Mm-hmm. I need to get the set. You get warmer clothes. <laughs> but like the other thing to mention is like the character design in here, like. Like, you don't have to be bisexual to play this game, but if you want to feel what it's like, like... (laughs) (laughs) I know we're talking about bird guys and fish ladies, but, like, I was ready to risk it all for basically every character. (laughs) 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 Especially the Gerudo people, like... Yeah? Like, I might have learned something about myself today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You would would cross-dress to go into a city full of women in the desert? If it was those ladies, yes. Yes. That will crush me between, like, their pinky finger and thumb. Snoo, like, snoo. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're all, like, twice as tall as Link in That's this game. That's fine. Like, they can pick me and, up and carry me around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> does that would cut diamonds, like... Yep. It's, so, I, yes, I Breath always, of the Wild, pretty good. I just... I just... <laughs> I just think of uh, I just think of Brody from All Rats like popping out wearing the underwear. He's like, I'd make a sexy chick. <laughs> every 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 time there's like cross dressing in a game or something like that, quote pops into my head. Yep. <laughs> so yes, take it from me: if you haven't played Breath of the Wild, go play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> You'll get Unpopular distracted by the game and the characters. Opinions. I'm probably the first person on record to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Okay, that was our session for today. This week is the easy-to-remember homework assignment of Now Just Read the Rest of the Book. This episode's already running a bit long, though, so a brief on second thoughts section for you. So when we were going on about thanking the troops or saying thank you to people who work those thankless jobs... I just want to be clear that we aren't trying to suggest that those jobs aren't difficult, necessary, nor under-rewarded. We think that all of you firefighters, teachers, nurses, service industry, and hospitality workers are great, and you probably should have a great big raise, too. And if you're a cop, well... Today's episode could have just been looked up in an almanac and filled in later by Chris Chrisham, Chris, other Chris Jacobson. It was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading.
Uh, if you're stepping There's away no for a second, I am stepping away for a bit. This, uh, um, I'm just going to go through the last couple of sections anyway. and we'll double back for. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you go ahead. Thanks. <laughs> People are going to be like, how come Chris Ham always disappears halfway through? He just doesn't say nothing. Yeah, it's just gone. It's just gone. 